We have developed speed, but we have shut ourselves in. Machinery that gives abundance has left us in want. We think too much and feel too little. More than machinery, we need humanity. We know the air is unfit to breathe and our food is unfit to eat. As if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. yourselves to brutes, men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, or what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men, with machine minds and machine hearts. Good morning, good morning. I am pumped. It is a new schedule here at not only Reality Rants, but for all of RVM. We're kicking off this new 12-hour block, which I think is uh, really impressive. Uh, I don't know that it's really been done well in alternative media before, and these guys are doing it right. So for those that are not aware, I just want to encourage everybody um, to to watch the second hour free now on a multiple uh, platforms outside of YouTube. So so we're gonna save the uncensored stuff for the second hour, just because I mean, YouTube's crazy, man. Over the weekend, I sat there and I watched more Club Random with Bill Maher uh, because look, Bill Maher, um, love him or hate him has a strong opinion, sticks to it, has his blind spots, but for the most part, to me, um, was the classic liberal, at least what I grew up with. And I watched him grow. And I would say that Bill Maher is responsible for my first look at politics in in kind of a entertainment and funny way, because Politically Incorrect on Comedy Central, before it was even on the networks was something that suddenly interested me. Okay, I, I, I was into history as a kid. Uh, I liked to debate that these were things that were interesting, but I also loved comedy, still love comedy, by the way. In fact, <laughs> just random shout out here because it is reality rants. I watched some Starvos, uh, I don't can't remember his last name, some Greek dude, really funny. Good stuff. I'll recommend that. Not political humor, really, at all, and that's fine. I'd like, I, I can have comedy with my politics with some Bill Maher, or without. But I'm watching Bill Maher and Woody Harrelson, and I, there are things that are said in that podcast. There's no chance I would get away with on YouTube. Zero. Zippity doo da, zippity a. Meanwhile, 
Bill Maher's obviously monetized, okay? <laughs> and I, I was surprised he and Woody had a conversation about quote-unquote uh, terrain theory versus germ or virus or viral theory, which I didn't think was going to be possible, but they're allowed to have it. I'm not. And, and I actually liked Bill Maher's response. It, it's not that you can't have both. Even Peter McCullough has kind of talked about that as well. Really interesting stuff. But then he made some comments about that. There's no way, no way I'd get away with. So Real Deal Holyfield from now on, second hour, go subscribe over on uh, Rumble to both Red Voice Media or myself. And that's where you're going to find the second hour. If you're a rock finner, guess what? You get the second hour. And if you went premium on, on Red Voice, don't worry. Two interviews a week. Uh, right now, we've got Wayne Dupree, who is on this uh, network and also a veteran in the field of talk radio. And a second guest as yet to be determined. We haven't locked anything in yet, but I've got a couple of uh, good ideas of who we can get if uh, the main person kind of falls through for the week. You're going to get two every week, I promise. And uh, after two weeks, that's going to go free. We love giving stuff away free here. Another change in the format. Every 15 minutes or so, there is going to be a commercial. It's happening. Can you believe it? We're, we're going to put commercials in here. And hopefully, eventually, what will happen is I'll get like a run clock on the other end. That might be tough with the setup. Uh, but that's what I get when I, when I do like InfoWars. I see the clock run. So I know how much time I have in a segment. They just queue up the commercial. But we are a one-man show in many regards here. And uh, we can definitely take care of that. So a commercial every 15 minutes, free second hour. What more could you want? How about breaking Epstein news? How about some briggity breaking Epstein news? So Wall Street Journal didn't have this under a paywall yesterday. They do today. Uh, you know, I, I was kind of upset. Uh, it's funny because I knew I was going to cover this story after it broke out. And I talk about Chomsky. He's me with the ex-head of the CIA, too. And we're not talking about, like, in the distant past. No, we're talking about, like, 2015 to 2017 range when everybody should have known better. Okay? So it wasn't behind the paywall. Reading it last night, I'm like, awesome. Uh, this is going to be great. Behind a paywall today. That's okay. Everybody else in the media picked up on it. And to me, Chomsky stands out and why does Chomsky stand out because he's really been total and complete talk about you know he brought people in from the left on, on a thing called manufactured consent and actually on c-span i think it was in the early 90s he did it may, may have been in the mid 90s he did a lecture called new world order how do i know this well i'll tell you how i know it <laughs> Because I did a whole film on just that topic of the New World Order, globalization, etc. Uh, I don't know that I actually included anything from Chomsky's New World Order. I'm sure we can go find it on, uh, on C-SPAN right now if we wanted to. I mean, it, it wouldn't be that hard. And although, you know, again, he, he does a good job of exposing some of the mechanisms he was so soft on 9-11. That was it. That, that was the litmus test for everybody. I'm telling you. And, and if you don't think that was the litmus test, if you haven't finally apologized by now, 
If you were one of those people attacking 9-11 truth, now's the time to do it, okay? Because <laughs> right now, 9-11's getting a little bit of play in the alternative media because of the revelations with the Central Intelligence Agency. I need to reach out to J. Michael Springman, who is in Fabled Enemies, who was part of the consulate that was letting a lot of these hijackers in, who blew the whistle before they got into the country, that it was being used as a CIA conduit for covert ops with their asset, Big Dog, Biggity Bin Laden. The Big Dog. The Big Doggy Dog. And you're like, Jason, that's insane. That's totally nuts. And then you just do some basic cursory research on who this guy is and how he worked with the network of the Central Intelligence Agency and the Pakistani ISI against the Russians when it was, oh my God, Vladimir. And it's openly discussed how the funding of the Mujahideen evolves into al-Qaeda. It's, op it's not a mystery. And these were things that were talked out about in the very beginning, very beginning. And if you've seen Fabled Enemies or me playing the clips, you know that we talk about CIA, FBI, military involvement with these hijackers all over the place. But in particular, Al-Madar stands out more and more because he seems to have both the FBI and CIA connection. Okay? And all of these things, every single damn one of them was ignored by guys like Chomsky. Chomsky in particular. And then, during the uh, COVID-1984 nightmare, you know how Chomsky went. Ch Chomsky's all authoritarian then. Now, we're going to read uh, part of this New York Post article, but when do you think Ch Sir Chomskalot was going to meet with uh, uh, Epstein? And here's the deal. Another big thing that people miss is just because you're meeting with Epstein, okay, or you're in the black book, because none of these people were in the black book that was published earlier. And I told people, listen, this guy had Rolodex as a context, uh, contacts. When you're a billionaire, you can meet people. All right. I'm not all of these people were involved in, you know, what people will call, you know, adrenochrome baby sucking uh, molestation. That's a joke, everybody. So it's a dark humor joke because with every kind of like conspiracy theory, there's a lot of truth to it. We've covered Epstein at length here now for, I mean, since the inception of this channel, obviously, but even prior to that, even prior to that, this channel started in 2007. Um, so, you know, we're covering this when I was on uh, Infowars. It's a big deal. So, Chomsky in particular seems to have been meeting with Epstein in 2017 when everybody knew better. Everybody. In fact, I believe one of the reasons that Epstein eventually does get picked up, right, is because of the pressure of alternative media and, uh, that put pressure on government officials to make it okay. And finally, you had some people in New York locally that were just fed up. Now, maybe it becomes part of a bigger op to get get rid of him. But I doubt that they wanted him to be in jail 
where he would, you know, have to commit suicide twice to succeed that. Call me kooky. Call me a conspiracy nut. So let's let's read some of this, because obviously, you know, the ex-head of the Central Intelligence Agency, also a big deal. Everybody in this is a big deal. And I told everybody this was the case to look at, that, that, that the islands suing these banks case, okay, was going to produce documents that really had some meat on the bone. The list of Jeffrey Epstein's possible connections now includes Americans' spy chief, a college president, and a former Obama White House counsel, according to a collection of previously unreported documents that include the convicted sex uh, offenders' schedules. A trove of papers obtained by the Wall Street Journal show meetings between Epstein and several prominent people, including uh, three with William Burns, the director of the Central Intelligence Agency, when he was the Deputy Secretary of State in 2014. No big deal. These prominent people have not been accused of any wrongdoing and all have maintained their connections with Epstein were purely personal or social. Yeah, right. This is at least business. That All of these are rife with corruption. When you're talking about government agencies and PACs and politicians, guess what they love and they need money. When you're talking about universities, they need donors and money. This guy had connections in all the right places. Everybody would meet him. And then you got academia all over the place. Harvard in particular, by the way. Harvard in particular. We're also going to play a throwback clip today of myself talking about how Epstein didn't have to register as a sex offender in 30 states. He only had to register in 20 states. That's if he ever visited them. He only legally had to do that in 20 states or have a residence there. I'm not even sure yet. So this guy wasn't even really on the registry. That's the kind of sweetheart deal Adam Dershowitz gets you. The the dirty Dersh. I mean, my goodness. But hey, you know, I'm bad for bringing it up. Bad for bringing it up. All right. Let's keep going because this is pretty wild. None of these names appeared in Epstein's Black Book of Contacts, the journal reported or in the flight logs of passengers who traveled on his private jet. Because those were what? Partial flight logs. Just partial flight logs from certain years. So there was a ton of that stuff. Epstein, a registered sex offender, brokered the meetings after he served time in prison in 2008 for a sex crime involving a teenage girl, the report said. And we're going to come back to this after this break, everybody. That's how... We does it now. You're still looking good. I'm still feeling good. You know, I've got all your MyPillow products. Mattress topper, bed sheets, MyPillows, towels, slippers, blankets, sleepwear. Dog whoa, bed. whoa, Charles. Everyone now can get MyPillow products at huge discounts at MyPillow.com. That's right. Now's the time to go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use the promo code to take advantage of our three-in-one sale. We're bringing you exciting new products, overstock specials, and closeout deals you won't find anywhere else. For example, when you buy one of our brand new MyPillow 2.0s, you get another one absolutely free. And with our overstock sale, you save 50% on our luxurious Giza Dream bed sheets. That's as low as $29.99 for the best sheets ever. And with our biggest closeout special, 
and get our all-season slippers for only $35 or our sandals and slides for just $25. Quantities are limited, and once they're gone, they're gone. All right, everybody, we are back. Commercial numero uno. Numero uno, doing it four times. I know. Advertising now. Crazy. It's the pillow guy. I know. The documents show Noam Chomsky, the author, activist, and professor, was scheduled to fly with Epstein and have dinner at his Manhattan home in 2015. Leon Balston, the longtime president of Bard College, met Epstein several times and even invited him to campus, according to the journal. Of course they did. And all of them know. It's a big joke. This should let you know how, how much they actually care about children. Oh, we care about children. Oh, the, the left tells you they care about children. And listen, Republicans are compromised too. This guy was dirty on both sides. But 100%. And bankers, they're, they're not red or blue. They're green, baby. They're green. That kind of green. Not, and they'll tell you they're, they're the other type of green for sustainability. Kathleen Rumler, who served as White House counsel under President Barack Obama, met with Epstein dozens of times in the years between her White House career and her next job as an attorney at Goldman Sachs, the report said. How convenient. Uh, how convenient. Epstein had also planned for her to be on two trips with him, a 2015 visit to Paris and a 2017 journey to his private island in the Caribbean, according to the journal. Most of the people include uh, included in the thousands of pages of emails and schedules from 2013 to 2017 uh, told the journal that they met with Epstein because of his wealth and connections, which is true. Which is true. The question is, um, you know, did they maybe go a little too far, like maybe a Jess Staley, who says he's being, you know, hung out to dry and basically... Uh, really being pushed forward by J.P. Morgan and others. J.P. Morgan uh, gets First Republic Bank today as well, another big news story. Uh, we got plenty of other news stories to hit, and I got plenty of clips. But the first clip I want to hit before we get to, uh, you know what, maybe we'll, maybe we'll do a fun one. Maybe we'll do Joe Biden first. Just, I mean, we're going to probably do a watch along, depending on the, on the uh, time we have probably in the second hour with this Joe Biden video with the White House correspondence because the circus show is over the top. We're definitely going to play some clips, but I can't help myself to play this clip before we play a clip of just an insane government drill, law enforcement drill run amok. And it shows you how ridiculous the government is. But this, this is the dark cartoon. A lot of ways, this dinner sums up my first two years in office. I'll talk for 10 minutes, take zero questions, and cheerfully walk away. That's hilarious. It's like, I'm not present. <laughs> I really don't run anything. You can't do anything about it. <laughs> what? What? Yep. That's 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 the place we live in. We're going to come back to the White House Correspondents' Dinner later in the broadcast, more than likely uh, in the second half of the show, but maybe at the tail end of the first hour. Because again, second half is now going to be uncensored and free, but 
YouTube only lets you go so far. And let's be honest, the people in that room with him that are laughing about this, they're the equivalent of the Leslie Stahl that looks a Trump in the face and laughs at him when he says, you guys report on Joe Biden eating ice cream. He's in the middle of a scandal. There's no scandal. And then she tells him no, I believe four to five times uh, when he says his campaign was spied on. Says there's no evidence of it. It's fairy tales and unicorns. Thumbs it up, subscribe and share and get ready for why you need oversight on government. And a lot of these drills that the government do, uh, does, not, not so great. We begin with breaking news that the WBZI team reported first on CBS News Boston. FBI agents barging into the wrong room at the Revere Hotel in Boston during what it says was a training exercise. An unsuspecting airline pilot was inside that room and was handcuffed and questioned before agents finally realized the mistake. WBZ Chief Investigator Cheryl Fiandaka broke this story that you saw first here on WBZ and has the latest on this major mix-up. It's a major mix-up. Houston by the Revere Hotel, two Delta pilots had people claiming to be FBI agents barge into their room and handcuffed them to the bathroom. See, right there, the report is two and not one. Definitely keeping an eye on this story because Lord knows what they, they did to these guys to interrogate them. It played out like a scene out of a movie. FBI agents working with the Department of Defense barged into a room on the 15th floor of the Revere Hotel on Stewart Street in Boston. Good old DOJ, DOD joint exercise. hoo The FBI says it happened just before midnight on Wednesday. Agents banged on the door to room 1505. Inside was a sleeping Delta Airlines pilot who was a guest at the hotel. He opened the door and sources say agents barged in, handcuffed and interrogated the pilot for more than 45 minutes and put him in the shower. They put him in the shower. I just, I want, you gotta wonder if they poured water on him, if they stripped him down. I, again, I'm not saying they did any of these things, but we're, we're getting a pretty vague report right now of what happened, throwing that out there. Nearly an hour later, sources say they realized their mistake, took the cuffs off, and released him. The FBI says agents were conducting a training operation and a mock interrogation to simulate what a Department of Defense employee deployed overseas could encounter. The pilot notified hotel security who called Boston police. The I-team obtained the Boston police report that shows responding officers wearing body cameras were told law enforcement agents were in fact training in the building. Could you send me EMS? EMS was called to evaluate the pilot who refused treatment. The I-team spoke to that pilot by phone who told us he couldn't talk about what happened. We reached out to the FBI who told us in a statement, based on inaccurate information, they were mistakenly sent to the wrong room and detained an individual, not the intended role player. Thankfully, nobody was injured. And Just thankfully, nobody was injured with our asinine drill. <laughs> I mean, Oh, boy. And the problem with that is that lays to the credence of people who are like Chomsky, right? Chomsky will say, look how 
inept the DOD and the DOJ is. They're the three stooges. Well, when you look at these operations, unfortunately, it's only not when there's like gross negligence, but when there's active uh, skepticism within the operation that doesn't get exposed, it's not just incompetence, right? When we talk about John Antisev and the 93 World Trade Center bombing with the Med Salam, there is no doubt the DOJ, in conjunction with the ATF, built the bomb. They built it. Without them, does not get built at all. You know why? Because they can't get the materials. All right? The, the two guys that parked the uh, truck in the first World Trade Center bombing, their, their IQ, not so high, didn't park it in the right place. Can you imagine if the World Trade Center, the middle column, somehow was damaged so badly that at the bottom baseline of it, it actually did tilt over? Forget about 9-11. This would have been, whoa. And Ahmed Salam, who's the Egyptian army officer that gets hired, is like, wait a minute, why aren't we building a fake bomb? Now, as soon as we're not building the fake bomb, I'm going to start recording these people. And then you find out about the actual malice. And then you look at the cover-up after the fact and how most people don't even know that. And when I say that to people, they go, that's insane. That can't be real. It's real. It's real. Meanwhile, again, big sports fan. Um, I mean, big MMA sports fan. Every time I go to watch Bellator, Bellator, another MMA organization outside of the UFC, uh, I, I usually have to go to Showtime. Showtime has the USA rights every once in a while, something else, but mostly Showtime. Right now, they're running this big propaganda piece about the aftermath of Waco on Timothy McVeigh. All right. And it's fertilizer bomb central. Fertilizer bomb. Meanwhile, again, when you look at the evidence and I play you videos, they took explosives outside of the building. And guess what? They were running those magical drills. Lots of drills. Another drill on 9-11, too. Oh, another drill? Lots of drills. Whole lot of drills. So, you know, I can show you the governor, Frank Keating, at the time, as it happens, talking about the explosives being taken out of the building, I can show you the bomb trucks. You can look at the damage and basically understand that the building is blown out. Magically, no footage catches it. Just it's magic blowing up buildings. Even in the 90s, that's ridiculous, folks. It's absolutely ridiculous. And close to 30 years later, there's big Hollyweird propaganda piece on it with, with great lighting and awesome actors and amazing drama. You listen here, damn it. And that's what most people are going to gravitate to. Right? Can you imagine what it's going to be like if they don't um, get us all to bend the knee? And uh, basically 
uh, merge with the machines like they want or believe that we can upload our consciousness or be 162 different genders, including a, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> again, a, a unicorn with a leprechaun riding on the back over a rainbow into a pot of gold and platinum and silver and diamonds. It's my identity. That's my gender identity. If they don't get that, what what are the stories like going to be via Epstein? Are they eventually going to be like hero tales? Like he was actually like the spy and the good guy because he had the baby making farm, the the Epstein baby making ranch. I mean, my God. Again, sounds too over the top to be true, but is it in, in a world word world of massive censorship? In fact, I don't even want to play this clip where J where RFK Jr. gets censored. He gets censored. Uh, I mean, <laughs> he, he called it when back in the day, there's an actual law that says you can't censor a presidential candidate for obvious reasons. For obvious reasons, they need to be able to get their message out to the people and say what they need to say. And I I'm sorry, everybody politicians lie we know they lie that's never been a crime before and it's certainly never been a reason for them to censor and these mainstream media networks have carried water for establishment talking points and agendas since their inception period period that's basics and very very obvious and so when I now see the censorship of RFK Jr., not thrilled. I will give credit to Smirkomish. Okay, I uh, watched this interview. We'll probably watch a little bit of it uh, on the uncensored part of the broadcast. But he he actually let RFK Jr. speak, and they actually had a dialogue. And I've spoke with Smirkomish before. I don't like him on a lot of issues. I, I think that he takes you know the establishment points all the time. He's not great but at least he'll let you talk. With that being said, we need to go to another break. So let's hit it up. Folks, we have a huge problem on our hands. A banking crisis is spiraling, and it's all thanks to the current administration's reckless spending, sky-high inflation, and massive interest rate hikes. Now, these banks are suffering, and guess what? They can legally seize your savings without notice to bail themselves out. That's right. Thanks to a sneaky law passed back in 2008, it's now legal for banks to take your hard-earned money, including your retirement savings, to save themselves. Now, this could leave your retirement accounts decimated and you paying the price for their disastrous policies. Take action now before it's too late. Now, this guide will show you how to defend your money and keep your retirement savings safe from the banking crisis and the current administration's financial fiasco. This simple and 100% legal strategy may help you protect your retirement against higher taxes, soaring inflation, and a volatile economy. So don't let your golden years be ruined by someone else's mistakes. To secure your free wealth protection guide and safeguard what's rightfully yours. Don't wait. The time to act is now. All right, folks, we are back. I want to play this clip from got to be four, almost five years ago. Now, this is a piece I did on Epstein. I kid you not, if you look this up, uh, it's called In 30 States, Epstein Doesn't Have to Register. 
this video literally got less than a thousand views. I think it's got like five or 600 views. So virtually nobody's seen it, even within the Burmese Brigade audience. But it's important to know that because of the deal he got in New Mexico included, he didn't even have to register as a sex offender. And that played into why all these people thought they were safe, like Chomsky and Staley and allegedly Diamond and others having relationships with Epstein long after the conviction. So let's play this clip. Um, this is 2018 or 19, everybody. So in a not so stunning report, we have just found out after really years of misinformation, even I've been partial to, um, that Jeffrey Epstein had to plead down as a sex offender to being with a 14-year-old girl. However, that does not seem to be the case. See, as part of the sweetheart deal, the girl that he was actually charged with was 16 years old. This is a bombshell report uh, from the Washington Post. This is coming out of the federal investigation. Um, this is all pretty brand new stuff, folks. And why is this important? Well, I got to tell you, the reason it, it seems to be extremely important to me is the fact that he doesn't have to register in 30 states. 30 states. Okay, think about that. Now, that's according to Wikipedia, but there are 30 states that he's fine and no big deal. No big deal. Think about that, folks. Think about how unjust that is, how wild that is. Oh, right behind me is a little bit of a graph, but I, I want to go on because, you know, he owns property. Uh, I mean, the guy could own property anywhere, but he owns property in um, New Mexico, especially. Okay, let's just read some of this. So the younger girl who initially notified police has long been believed that hers was the case referenced in the guilty plea, her attorney said. So many accounts said as much. Publicly available charging documents contained no name or age, however. Pressed to resolve the ambiguity, state prosecutors in Florida recently provided the post with the victim's date of birth. The decision to charge Epstein with a crime involving an older teen, part of a plea deal that has already been criticized as overly lenient, has eased his obligations to register as a sex offender in New Mexico, for instance, where Epstein has a 7,600-acre property called Zorro Ranch. And I want to scroll right down here where he says, where it says this, they were cutting a plea deal. It was not a prosecution, said attorney Spencer Coven, who uh, represented the 14-year-old girl. Who alerted police? Referencing the number of victims' court records, say federal prosecutors identified they had a grab bag of 40 girls to choose from. 40 girls. This already sweetheart deal just continues to get worse and worse and worse. For those who don't know, he actually settled a suit back in December. I believe it was December 4th on the morning. Now, a lot of people were kind of upset about this because it 
it was viewed upon as it shut girls up, right? They weren't going to be able to come out, but that's not really the case. Now, in this, you'll you'll hear the lawyer for the lawyer that sued. Yeah, see, this is a 10-year-old case in the respect that Jeffrey Epstein sued this man right here. He was representing many of these victims. His name is Bradley Edwards. And while he was representing these victims, Epstein began to lie about him, smear about, smear him, and then take him to court. Now, instead of folding and stop representing and getting out of the case, he countersued Epstein. That case, I believe, took well over eight years to get to this point where they were at jury selection. The morning of jury selection, Jeffrey Epstein settled. Now, in order to settle, there was an undisclosed cash amount. But I want I want you to hear first what this lawyer says about upcoming trials because of this verdict. Now, this again is this man, the lawyer for um, Bradley Edwards, who was the original lawyer that was sued by Epstein and then countersued. We set out to defend against a vicious attack on the reputation of Bradley Edwards by Jeffrey Epstein, a self-proclaimed billionaire, a serial sexual abuser of children. The assault was particularly egregious because it involved the malicious misuse of the civil justice system. It involved the use of the civil justice system as a tool for extortion. So that he's referring to Epstein's initial lawsuit against Edwards. Now, I want to read to you here what Epstein had to say. Now, remember, Edwards represented many of these women. While Mr. Edwards was representing uh, clients against me, okay, this is so key. I filed a lawsuit against him in which I made allegations about him that the evidence conclusively proves were absolutely false. Okay, I made stuff up. That's one, first sentence. Second sentence, the truth was that his aggressive investigation and litigation style was highly effective and therefore troublesome for me. The lawsuit I filed was my unreasonable attempt to damage his business reputation, his business reputation, excuse me, and cause Mr. Edwards to stop pursuing cases against me. It did not work. Despite my efforts, he continued to do an excellent job for his clients and through his relentless pursuit held me responsible. I am now admitting that I was wrong and that the things I said to try to harm Mr. Edwards' reputation as a uh, trial lawyer were false. I sincerely apologize for my false, false and hurtful allegations. I made and hope some forgiveness for my acknowledgement of wrongdoing. So in other words, everything that uh, Edwards was doing was correct. Everything that Edwards had said and put forth in court was correct. And everything that Epstein did against him was false. Now, I want you to hear Edwards really quickly here so you can kind of understand where he's coming from on all this. Because again, a lot of people are going to say, oh, this silences the victims. I don't think that's the case. 
Epstein, and then upon my return, Mr. Mayor. So again, I thank you very much. We'll be the court made this case made it very clear that he was not going to allow this case to turn into a trial about whether and to what extent Jeffrey Epstein molested dozens of children. It was not going to be about that. It was only going to be on Jeffrey Epstein's assault on me. But again, he says these things. And then his lawyer later on, when asked about Weinstein, and he talks about Weinstein, this gentleman behind me talks about Weinstein and that he moved in the same circles as Jeffrey Epstein and that he was basically running Hollywood. Now, remember, there may not be that many allegations of Harvey Weinstein going after underage girls, but we have at least one. And I'm just going to say that she's currently making headlines dating Pete Davidson, Kate Beckinsale, when she was pre-18. Now, in California, the consent age is 18. Just putting that out there. And that Epstein not only moved in the same circles, but his lawyer, who we saw earlier, said he slithered in the same circles. So I want you to get this through your head, okay? 16 years old, legal in 30 states. 30 states. Take a look behind me, guys. That's the age of consent in a lot of places. In a lot of places, the man behind me owns properties. And remember when he did serve prison time, he would serve prison time at night and have an ankle bracelet on. And there's some questions of when he was checking in, if he was checking in at all, how long he was spending there, if he was even spending the nights. And this shows you what money and power can get you when you have a black book that lists people like Bill Clinton, Kevin Spacey, and even Trump. You know, we've been critical of Trump in the past, but from the evidence that we've uncovered, uh, you know, the lawyer that we just featured actually said Trump was one of the only people that called him back when he was beginning to litigate against Jeffrey Epstein. And that speaks volumes about Trump when you had so many high-level, high-profile people, Tommy Mottola, in that black book. And just on one last note, let's talk about how that black book even surfaced. The only reason we know about the black book, and again, the lawyer, Bradley Edwards, alludes to in another interview that there were many black books, and this was for a specific location. However, the only reason that that came out was because a butler within Jeffrey Epstein's home leaked that he did more prison time than Epstein himself and folks, he is no longer with us. And that's fact, Jack. You can look up everything I've said, and it is making me sick. And it continues to make me sick that we get more and more and more of this information. However, uh, criminal prosecutions don't seem to be happening. And really, the only litigation that is painting the larger picture um, is the civil litigation that we've seen and again that clip four or five years ago still relevant in in my eyes uh got a few more clips here while we're talking trump look trump obviously had connections to epstein we again we've been critical of that 
Bradley Edwards says he's one of the only people, if not the only high-profile person, that actually gave him a call back. Trump had the cojones to talk about Epstein and played really what would become his base with Sean Hannity prior and discuss the Clinton relationship. That's an interesting aspect of this that we can't ignore. H has to be discussed, must be discussed, can't ignore it, okay? So there's a lot of aspects to that. And look, I I've never accused Clinton of being with anybody underage. In fact, I've talked about this, that the underage aspect is a small aspect. That's definitely an aspect. Not, I wouldn't say, none of it's small. The abuse of children and women, not small. But they would be groomed into legal age and then, again, used basically as sex slaves for a lot of these people we're finding out had associations with Epstein. That's real. Okay, that's real. We have to understand that. We can't dismiss that, can't ignore it. And I refuse to ignore that. Not going to dare ignore that. So we got another commercial. I'm sorry, guys. We got the commercial break. It's going to be four. And here we go. Next commercial up here. Have you heard of Executive Order 14067? This little-known order implemented the digital dollar, the most sinister plan to control your spending. And it gets worse. In November, the federal government and banks began a test program to roll out the digital dollar. With this, privacy for all Americans will be lost forever. Imagine, the government can now track all of your spending. The government can tell you what you can and can't buy. The government could confiscate your cash. When digital currency was rolled out in China, Bloomberg wrote, quote, this will lead to control like no other, end quote. The EU has announced that they are next, but it is already happening in America, which makes this wealth protection guide that American Alternative Assets just put out even more urgent. Project Hamilton, as this secret order is being called, might be the scariest order to happen to privacy and freedom in America since its founding which makes this wealth protection guide so incredibly valuable right now. Move your money out of cash and into something that doesn't infringe on your privacy. You see, there is one legal IRS-proof loophole that could protect your IRA, 401k, and pension savings with gold and silver. And this free guide tells you exactly which steps you need to take right now to move part of your IRA or 401k into precious metals with no tax consequences. As this program rolls out, the sky's the limit for the level of government control that could be enforced on your money. Protect your savings and your privacy. But in the devastation ahead, American Alternative Assets is offering you something rare, a chance to protect your wealth and possibly even grow it. And there you go. One more commercial. Free speech matters. Okay, I, thought, I just got a text saying I was muted. I know you guys heard that. I heard it through my thing. Hopefully that was from an earlier text. Uh, again, we're on the fly. First day in a new format, still going. Second hour, uh, uncensored at the top of the hour. You're all invited to come over to Rumble. If you're a rock finner, you can check it out there. We always do the second hour over on Podbean, another great way to get the show in audio format. I was talking Trump before, and there's 
a new clip that sounds great if Trump could actually do it, if he actually gets in, if he can actually get in, if he can actually challenge the deep state in a manner he wasn't able to do before, but said he would. I'm aware of all these things. So Trump talks about a declassification committee and basically a committee that uh, how do I put this? It, it, I, I don't want to say manages truth because that a lot of people are interpreting that way. And obviously I wouldn't like that, but it talks about censorship. Now, first of all, our declassification system is absolutely insane. And the next obvious thing is that Trump failed to declassify the JFK documents that he promised us. So how in the world how in the world is he going to really declassify this stuff? It sounds kind of absurd. Like he he didn't give us what he should have given us, that he should have given us under the law that he discussed giving us twice. And if you can't expose the deep state from the 1960s, how do you beat the deep state in the 2020s? It's, it's also like, how are you fixing the issues with these selections, aka elections, if we're not getting rid of the machines, if we're not getting rid of mail-in ballots or ballot harvesting, if we're not randomly auditing, I would say we should be randomly auditing 25%, one in four of everything, of all results. Imagine that. Like real actual audit. So how does any of this happen? And how does Trump get this in with his truth commission? And is this a backdoor into a ministry of truth and more censorship, not less? All, I think, valid questions. We will establish a truth and reconciliation commission to declassify and publish all documents on deep state spying, censorship, and corruption. By the way, they spied on my campaign. They got caught. Can you imagine if we, let's take Barack Hussein Obama, let's say we spied on his campaign, you got caught. What do you think would happen? You think it would just be some stories in only a few newspapers, because most of them don't even want to write it. It would have been, they would have brought back the electric chair. That's what they would have done. It's a disgrace. It's a disgrace. Unequal justice. And, and here's the thing. You think they spied on uh, Trump's campaign. You can't convince me that you could go all the way back to the Ron Paul revolution. And if we looked at that, absolutely the Department of Justice and, and more than likely Homeland Security were spying on Ron Paul's campaign back in the day. Trump's just got so much momentum and they got caught that, they, that the media just got, no, 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 none of it's real. No, there's no evidence. No, there's no Hunter Biden laptop. No, there's no business dealings. No, no crimes, Russian disinformation, Russian, Russian disinformation, Russian disinformation. So um, I want to play in this last segment at least a little bit of this uh, White House press club suck up fest. The comedian that they got doing this, I haven't seen much of his stuff. Maybe his stand-up's funny. I don't know. I'll, I'll be honest. The most I've seen the guy are on Comedy Central commercials when I'm up late night watching South Park. It's basically commercials of him and other people for Comedy Central 
and pharmaceutical ads. That's what you get. That's it. Okay. So there are certain things here when he's talking about journalism and how important it is and behind a paywall and he takes a swipe at Alex Jones uh, that I think are really important to break down. On the second half of the broadcast, we've got plenty more clips that I want to go over, including I want to just do the Joe Biden watch along with his bit from the White House Press Club where they're all stroking his ego and they think it's hilarious that they got a dementia ridden puppet in there. He puts on sunglasses, folks. By the way, it kicks off with a uh, pre-recorded video of Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito together. Just fantastic. Thumbs up, subscribe, share. Here we go. Um, a lot to say right here. But tonight, tonight is all about you all. The journalists, the defenders of free speech. I'm telling you right now, if you're in that building right now, like last night when this happened, or uh, what, what was it? La was it last night? It might have been. This might be as fresh as last night. It might be two nights ago. But I, I think it was last night. You're no defender of free speech or the First Amendment. There's very, very few people in that room, if any, that have stood up for Julian Assange recently. Uh, I, I can guarantee you there's just about nobody there that stood up for Alex Jones when he was being deplatformed. These are people who have encouraged censorship. And by the way, he talks about how much money it is and whether this is a Freudian slip or actually part of his speech, how much money it costs to create the truth. Oh, you create the truth? I thought the truth was the truth and these people were supposed to report on it. But he's going to let you know. They create the truth. People who show truth to the world through different mediums, through television, through print, through radio, through whatever China let us see on TikTok. <laughs> so let's stop right there. You notice the only time he talks about the internet is in relation to TikTok. And then it's this overarching China theme. China. And it shows that both parties are playing into the China fear-mongering and just like Russia, 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 China's like a Bernaysian talking point. Like even if you were talking about the CCP, there'd be some differentiation, but it's China owns TikTok. What actual business entities own TikTok and who are they working with? And obviously the CCP is involved, but you notice independent journalism was never mentioned there. Raw footage. Raw footage is like, to me, the most important by far. In fact, there's some raw footage that we're not going to show, but th this is the kind of truth that gets created. Huge Satan con dev devil worshiping convention sparks protests from religious groups in angry scenes in Boston. And I'm not playing any of those videos. Let's see. Um, that that's not what we're doing here, but the headline before was like, they also, these are the white supremacists, white nationalist group, Patriot front, all of them covering up their faces, like the cowards. They are like the losers. They are like the federal informants and agents. They are see how this works. You go out and protest devil worshipers. And I, I'm not coming at you as some kind of Christian conservative, but certainly 
You don't have to, to maybe sit, take a step back and go, hey, maybe well, let's pull it back. Now, the Satan people want as much press as possible. They want as much conflict as possible. But the, the people that write the great narrative, these awesome journalists that create the truth, they want to paint you as a white supremacist if you're against devil worship. That's the association they're trying to make. All right? Period. Let's go back to this White House press conference here. But the industry that covers all of these scandals isn't immune to them themselves. The issue with good media is that most people can't afford that. It's also bullshit. You know, I, yeah, the Wall Street Journal article is behind a paywall. Numerous other media outlets have now reported on it. Other people, I'm sure, have scraped the available documents if there are any, right? The source documents are often not put out there, unfortunately. And if they were just obtained by the Wall Street Journal, again, you have to know the Department of Justice obviously had access to them. The FBI knew. Of course they did. And of course they do. All the essential fair and nuanced reporting, it's all stuck behind a paywall. Totally not true. Totally not true. People can't afford rent. People can't afford food, not healthy food. They can't afford an education. Damn sure can't afford to pay for the truth. Say what you want about a conspiracy theory, but at least it's affordable. <laughs> I mean, well, unless you Alex Jones, it costs you about 900 million. Oh, that's funny to him. Let's take a swipe at Alex Jones. And look, Say what you want about Alex Jones. Say what you want about InfoWars. I think it's great they exist. And, and look, just the fact that he gets brought up at the White House Correspondents' Dinner in, in a quote-unquote free speech victory for the media to, so that he loses almost a billion-dollar lawsuit on getting something wrong. And he got it wrong. And he's admitted it. And there are certain defamation laws maybe he broke, but not, not being able to present a defense, to be in default, also awful precedents to be set. But it's funny, these people. It's fun. A conspiracy theory doesn't cost anything. Like the, these are the these are the people that have been caught lying again and again and again and again. And we're the bad guys for trying to tell the truth. I'm the conspiracy theorist. I'm harmful content at YouTube, everybody. That's why in the second hour, the only one that we're cutting is YouTube. Come on over to Rumble. Watch Second Hour for free from now on, Monday through Thursday. Again, Premium is going to get two, two, two interviews over the weekend, extra content as well. And I understand that we have to put the stuff behind the paywall because creating the truth is important. Creating the truth is important. We have to put it behind a paywall. Creating the truth is important. It costs money to create the truth. It costs money to promote propaganda. Okay? So we're going to come back to this video. We got one more ad, and then we're going to go over to the second uh, hour. And actually, I can pump this product up. This is one um, that we don't just have to be a commercial for. I actually use this product, and uh, I think it's great. And I've used it for years. It is uh, my personal VPN. We love the Internet, but the Internet is tracking everything you do. Take control of your online privacy with IP Vanish. People with malicious intent are everywhere watching you. Criminals can hack your Wi-Fi, while broadband providers and advertisers monitor your data. 
With IP Vanish on your device, your internet activity is encrypted. No one can see what you're doing. Your location, your connection, completely hidden. Protect your internet privacy today with IP Vanish. And I love IP Vanish. Uh, I use it on my phone. Uh, basically, you can get it up to, I think it's on five devices. That's, uh, that's most of the uh, things. Five devices at once if you want to run. I never run five devices. Um, but I think it's a great tool, uh, especially if you're doing research, you need geolocated uh, content, you don't want to be track traced and database. It does help just that much. Nothing's perfect. Okay. That being said, here we go. Redvoicemedia.com slash Jason, redvoicemedia.com slash uncensored. That's how you're going to get the premium stuff from now on. We're leaving YouTube, Ariva Durchi, YouTube. Subscribe to RVM and myself over at Rumble. That's where you're going to find the second hour. Same title, same thumbnail. We're just cutting this so we can finally talk some RFK Jr. You can already maybe, maybe talk a little bit of this, a whole lot more. We're going 12 hours a day now at RVM. I want to thank you at YouTube, but we have to say goodbye. All right. We're out. We're uncensored. We're raw. We're, we're raw and we're going. Mm, I'm loving it. So happy. So happy we're doing this. Finally. So I'm going to go back to that clip in a moment where he talks about creating the truth and he talks about how his dad was a journalist, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But first, I want to show the egregiousness of how this censorship works. Okay, and this this is just one of the most disturbing and disgusting examples recently, but it shouldn't shock anybody, that's for sure. We should note that during our conversation, Kennedy made false claims about the COVID-19 vaccines. Data shows that the COVID-19 vaccines prevented millions of hospitalizations and deaths from the disease. He also made misleading claims about the relationship between vaccination and autism. Research shows that vaccines and the ingredients used for the vaccines do not cause autism, including multiple studies involving more than a million children and major medical associations like the American Academy of Pediatrics and the advocacy group autism speaks we've used our editorial judgment and in not including extended portions of that exchange in our interview we thank mr kennedy for the conversation we thank mr kennedy for the conversation really hmm. that doesn't seem that way seems seems pretty pretty terrible just call, again call me kooky but it seems pretty terrible and look the deal, the deal is this lady knows what she's doing. She knows she's a liar. She knows that didn't save anybody's life. I'm, I'm, so, I'm so sick of it. It saved lives. No, it didn't. It didn't save any lives. No, sir. And not, not a one. Didn't stop any hospitalizations either. They can lie with impunity. They're continued liars. Don't be surprised if this woman and her cohorts over at ABC were at that dinner gleefully and smugly lying and laughing. Okay? Gleefully and smugly lying and laughing. People can't afford the truth, but you all can afford to go find the truth for free. That's not true. You can find the truth for free. It's great to have resources. But the truth ultimately should be free, right? Like there should at least be freedom of expression and the truth should be discussed and disseminated through dissent and honest debate. We don't have that either. He's going to start talking about 
His daddy. His daddy, not only in the military, but also a journalist, huh? The work you do as journalists is important. It's essential. It's dangerous. My father was an embedded reporter on the front lines with black platoons in Vietnam. He was in the South African Soweto riots. He covered that. So I'm not sure if he was military. I may have gotten that wrong. But he was embedded with them. Okay. The Civil War in Rhodesia, which we know today is Zimbabwe. My father came back home and co-founded the National Black Network because he wanted to tell black stories. So it's American Urban Radio Networks now, and they've been doing it 50 years, and that's part of what my father wanted to build, you know. And I know it was hard because, you know, black daddies love telling you when something was, was difficult. They were shooting at me, boy, I just, but, they, but I never dropped my tape recorder. <laughs> my daddy tell war stories like Brian Williams. <laughs> yeah, and for those that don't know, that's like, um, maybe his father actually got shot at. Brian Williams certainly didn't. Sure said he did. It didn't Hill Dog, Hillary Clinton also make other claims similar to that one as well. Oh, we're under fire. I don't know what to do. <laughs> Just ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. But we're in the dark cartoon, so it's fine. It's fine. I want to skip over to Joe Biden in a moment, but I, I think that we should play some of this Smirkomish thing. Uh, man, that, that's tough. Do we do Smirkomish and RFK Jr.? Because I think it's, it's important to do this story, right? And I want to point out, that Peter McCullough actually put this out. People uh, within the Burmese Brigade let me know. Praying for you at Jamie Foxx. Hoping you held strong the whole time. You know what I'm talking about. Courageous discourse. So, anybody hear about Jamie Foxx over the weekend? I sure didn't. Still waiting. Still waiting. Just saying. Come on. I want the yeah and the thing is if he's having that discussion with McCullough, you know he's being pressured to take the hate and lies shot, and we can't even discuss it. So, still seems like a media blackout to me. Still seems pretty upsetting. You know, got got to do something about that. Got to do something about that. All right. That that being said, I, I'm gonna go Joe. I'm going Joe Biden. We'll, we'll come back to. We'll come back to RFK Jr. Hopefully, we're going to have the time. Denny's, Karen Travers. Like he's almost speechless. Do you see the face on this guy? He can't believe he's there because he doesn't know where he is. <laughs> Thank you, Tam, for that introduction. I think. <laughs> Let me start on a serious note. Jill, Kamala, Doug, and I, and members of our administration, are here to send a message to the country and, quite frankly, to the world. The free press is a pillar, maybe the pillar of free society. Then why are we charging Assange again? 
Why are we trying to bring him over? Why are we pushing censorship? Why are we having moderators? Why do we have truth context under post? Why are people being banned? Why is that again, Joe? Not the enemy. Thomas Jefferson wrote, <laughs> you all know this quote. Thomas Jefferson wrote, we're left to me to decide whether we should have a government without newspapers or newspapers without a government. I should not hesitate to prefer the latter. To Evan's parents, Ella, Mikhail, and sister Danielle, as I've told you in person, we, not just me, we all stand with you. Evan went to report in Russia to shed light on the darkness that you all escaped from years ago. Absolute courage. A handwritten letter from prison to his family, Evan wrote, quote, I am not losing hope. In an interview, I am not losing hope. Look, I'm not saying that Russia is a pillar for free speech either. But when you do look at most of these arrests, when we're talking about journalists, or if you look at Khashoggi as a journalist, seem to be some intelligence ties there most of the time. Seem to be some narrative management and control by some government or corporate entities with an agenda. Just saying. As Mom Ella said, one of the American qualities that we absorbed is to be optimistic. That's where we stand right now. To the entire family, everyone in this hall stands with you. We're working every day to secure his release. You know what we could do? We could release Julian Assange today. We get him out of Belmarsh prison. But no, you're trumping up anti-free speech and anti-journalism laws under a, a, a de facto lie via the Espionage Act. It's repugnant and disgusting. Looking at opportunities and tools to bring him home. We keep the faith. We also keep the faith for Austin, Austin Tice. His mom, Deborah, is here tonight. She knows from our several conversations, the conversations with me and my senior staff. We are not giving up. As I told you at this dinner last year, as I told you in the Oval Office, you raised an incredible son. When he was a kid, he was an Eagle Scout, a big brother, a born protector a U.S. Marine, three tours in Iraq and Afghanistan. Austin, Austin was a fearless journalist and a future lawyer. As a consequence of Austin showing the world the cost of war, he's been detained in Syria for nearly 11 years. It's simply wrong, it's outrageous, and we are not ceasing. Once again, I, I don't know the particulars on this. Well, let's see what we can find. Let, let's see. Let's see if we can do. We're gonna go duck, duck, go. I'm gonna type in Austin Marine journalist held by Syria. Let's see. So we've got the Biden uh, 
Austin praises. So this is Austin uh, Trice, okay, kidnapped and reporting uh, in Syria on uh, August 14th, 2012. Now remember, Operation Timber Sycamore is around that time with the Central Intelligence Agency. Just want to point that out. And, and I'm not even, now that I know his name, I'm going to type in, let's see, Austin Tice, uh, Timber, Timber Sycamore. Let's see. That's, that's journalism. Demands U.S. troops leave immediately. Yeah, look. Here we go, right here. The U.S. also supported Syrian forces opposed to the Assad regime and funneled weapons for those rebels through a CIA operation called uh, Timber Sycamore. Okay? And, and the operation started in 2011. So look, I, I don't know if this ex-military guy is actually a journalist. You know, but, but again, you look up Timber uh, Sycamore, you look up this kid, let's see, Biden officials met with Lebanese spy chief in renewed effort to get Tice out last year. He's a Marine captain. Just saying. Is he just a reporter? That's how it's framed. You know who wasn't? Um, a U.S. military guy or central intelligence. That would be Julian Assange. Just point that out. All right, let's continue with Biden. Our effort to get him, find him, bring him home. Tonight, our message is this. Journalism is not a crime. Evan and Austin should be released immediately, along with every other American held hostage or wrongfully detained abroad. I mean, they talk about a yelling, cranky old man. My goodness. Paul Whelan, unjustly held in Russia for more than four years, whose brave sister I've met with and whose family has never quit fighting for Paul. And I promise you, neither will I and neither will this administration until we get him home. And there are other Americans being unjustly held in Iran, Venezuela, China, and elsewhere. Their stories may not make headlines or hashtags, but every day, every day, their family looks at an empty chair at the kitchen table. Birthdays, anniversaries, holidays without them. The pain of living in limbo, in a sense, is almost worse than the pain of having lost a child and looking at an empty chair. I, I mean, it's pretty pretty serious. I will say this, not stuttering and stammering like usual. Not stuttering and stammering. I, it looks like they got them on the good amphetamines. The stress of not knowing, the sorrow of uncertainty. But I want them and their families to know, Jill and I understand. We see them. They are not forgotten. And I promise you, I am working like hell to get them home. Joe Biden's not working like hell on anything. Joe Biden's not awake more than, I, I mean, again, if, he, if, if he's doing eight-hour stints of actually being conscious, I'd be shocked. I'd be shocked. I, I, I just don't see it. If he has eight straight hours, this guy's up? 
Even if he's on the best uh, amphetamines in the world, I don't think it happens. But be, listen, this is his least stuttering, stammering in quite some time. He's actually getting out some pretty clear sentences. Give him that. As an issue. We'll never give up on hope. Things can get better. Things can turn. Things can change. Tonight, unlike last year, Brittany Griner's here with her wife, Cheryl. Brittany, where are you, kid? Where are you, kid? Where are you, kid? Like, again, it shows you the, the priorities of the United States. Oh, you're an athlete or a sports star, and you check boxes for identity politics? We got your back, Jack. We'll negotiate. We'll get you right out. But didn't they cut like a deal where they got rid of one of a one of the arms dealers from Russia? And again, the, that guy, obviously working with Russia and the government and part of agencies. And this this is real spycraft. Okay, but aren't reaching out to cut deals on these other people that they're aggrandizing here. Did so for Griner. Stand up. Come on. Ah. Canada. I love this woman. Like, said, yep, I'm glad I'm not in prison. Yeah. Love you, Brittany. This time last year, we were praying for you, Brittany, hoping you know how hard all of us were fighting for your release. It's great to have you home. And boys. I can hardly wait to see you back on the court, kids. Joe Biden's never watched a WNBA game in his life. You know how I know that? Because the vast majority of Americans have never watched a WNBA game in their lives at all. At all. Like, if I watched a consecutive quarter once, one time when it launched 20 years ago or whatever, maybe. Never watched a game. I can name, I think the New York Liberty is the only team I would know. I'm not even sure they're still the New York Liberty. Look at that, look at that fake smile. Uh, as far as speaking goes, speaking better, the face is just wretched. I mean, it's showing. I mean, it's showing. <laughs> the face is showing that extra Joey B character. That's all I can say about that. You promise I get to bring my granddaughter, my all-state girl, to see you, right? <laughs> Because of our unrelenting efforts, we've been able to bring home dozens of hostages and wrongfully detainees, wrongful detainees from Afghanistan, Burma, Haiti, Iran, Rwanda, Venezuela, across West Africa, around the world. But we're doing everything we can to prevent these cases from occurring in the first place. For example, the State Department added the threat of detention as a new risk indicator to its travel advisories to go along with the threat of kidnapping to warn Americans where these threats are highest abroad. I also recently. The war in America, where the threats of these are the highest abroad. Might have stumbled on that one, Joe. Signed an executive order increasing the consequences for criminal groups and terrorists who engage in the appalling practice of treating human beings as bargaining chips, political pawns. Just two days ago, my administration announced 
the first sanctions under this new authority, punishing individuals and security services in Russia and Iran when part of the wrongful defense, detention of Americans. Above all, across government, experts are working day and night to bring our fellow Americans home, much of which, as you well know, we can't talk about. Concern that will backfire. But my commitment, my commitment is to bring them home, just as I know your commitment is to continue to be in a free and fearless press. A free and fearless press? You're bringing people home? Look, I, I want people to come home. I want conflicts to end abroad. Certainly not the way they did Afghanistan. We have no business in the Middle East. We have no business in Africa. We have no business drone bombing Yemen with Saudi Arabia, period. But none of that's changing. And the press knows this, and they're not reporting on it. They're a subservient and obedient press, just like he's a subservient and obedient zombie puppet. And that's what we honor tonight. This is not hyperbole. You make it possible. You make it possible for ordinary citizens to question authority. And yes, even to laugh at authority without fear or intimidation. That's what makes this nation strong. Once again, fear and intimidation. Uh, like 100%, they used fear and intimidation in the last several years over the COVID-1984 nightmare to suppress real voices by real doctors. TD says, Jason faces reality and reports the truth instead of supporting the lies. Thank you. No, thank you, TD. We appreciate that Tipsky and Hutch over at the Rockfin. This is ridiculous. It's absurd. But again, we're in the dark cartoon. He hasn't even got to the jokes. Like, he's supposed to be doing jokes. And the jokes are going to be bad. We already played one of the jokes. But he's on a roll, baby. I mean, this is like an uninterrupted five or ten minutes. Pretty impressive for Joe Biden. So tonight, let us show ourselves and the world our strength. Not just by the example of our power, but by the power of our example. The example of our power, but the power of our example. How corny, how trite, how ridiculous. The absence of evidence is not the evidence of absence. Or is it the evidence of absence is not the absence of evidence. That was the old Rumsfeldian line. Yeah, okay. Folks, I know a lot's changed in the press. I've had a lot of conversations with a lot of you. This is not your father's press from 20 years ago. Certainly not. I mean, it's it's absolutely worse, but <laughs> 20 years ago, I was not impressed. 20 years ago, we still had people that like that were literally promoting the war in Afghanistan and Iraq and the war on terror and Al-Qaeda everywhere and pat towns and body scanners and Homeland Security and fusion centers. And that beginning of talking about domestic terrorists working with Al-Qaeda. No, I'm serious. And you all know it better than I do. Look at that. Look at that. First of all, the vast majority of the people there have gray hair. So, yeah, no, they were around 20 years ago. They were licking boots then, too. They weren't challenging the establishment, I assure you that. But still, it is absolutely consequential and essential 
After all, I believe in the First Amendment, not just because my good friend Jimmy Madison wrote it. <laughs> There's his first joke. He's as old as James Madison. <laughs> In a lot of ways, this dinner sums up my first two years in office. I'll talk for 10 minutes, take zero questions, and cheerfully walk away. I mean, they, it's hilarious. I mean, that's accurate. That's the dark joke that's accurate. It's about right. Yeah, I know. I just announced my re-election campaign. Some of you, some of you scooped that I'd announced in the video. But really, you really all thought in your heart that I just blurted out, didn't you? <laughs> we tried. <laughs> and look, I get that age is completely reasonable issue. It's not your age. It's the fact that you're a dementia-ridden puppet. And, and this isn't like a great performance, but it might be your best rodeo of the last, you know, year or so, which is sad. It's extremely sad. It's in everybody's mind. And everyone, by everyone, I mean the New York Times. <laughs> Headline, Biden's advanced age is a big issue. Trump's, however, is not. <laughs> so that was a New York Times pitch spot. I apologize. <laughs> I love that guy. I should do an interview with him. <laughs> you might think I don't like Rupert Murdoch. That's simply not true. How could I dislike a guy who makes me look like Harry Styles? <laughs> call me old. I mean, look, Rupert's an old man, but when I see him talk, I don't see a shell of his former self at all. And no one makes Joe Biden look like Harry Styles. Talk about delusional. Like that's that that's top of the line, no joke, as delusional as it absolutely gets. Like <laughs> can you can you imagine somebody mistaking Joe Biden for Harry Styles? And I'm not even in the celebrity culture. I, I know that I know he's a Jonas guy, right? The Harry Styles is a Jonas brother. And he doesn't look like any of the Jonas brothers. I can promise. I call it being seasoned. You say I'm ancient. I say I'm wise. You say I'm over the hill. Don Lemon would say that's a man of his prime. So oh, there's a, if you could barely hear it, it's a Don Lemon joke. Don Lemon would say it's a man in his prime taking a swipe at Don Lemon for talking about women in their 50s not being in their prime. Not a great joke. Press Corps loves it. Press Corps loves it. Oh, <laughs> Folks, it's wonderful to be back here again. Proving I haven't learned a damn thing. <laughs> I want everyone to have fun tonight, but please be safe.
If you find yourself disoriented or confused, it's either you're drunk or Marjorie Taylor Greene. Disorientated and confused, you're either drunk or Marjorie Taylor Greene. Again, we don't hold water for MGT here, but but the better joke would have been Joe Biden. Yeah, or you're Joe Biden. 20 out of the 24 hours a day. I, I shouldn't say that. He's probably sleeping for 10 hours. So out of the 10 hours, you got 14 hours a day. I'd say he's pretty confused. 10 out of the 14. 10 out of the 14. Four, four hours a day, maybe he's somewhat slightly there. Still not making decisions. Still an absolute puppet. Still pretty confused. But kind of there. Like, like. I feel like they've, they've got him on meth enough that for four hours, he's somewhat competent. Damn. I mean, I think about it. That Marjorie Taylor Greene is a sitting member of Congress. And to these people, it's a huge joke. I mean, I don't like a lot of what she does and says. She's not perfect by any means. Still better than a, like the vast majority of those in Congress. And it shows you the disdain for someone like her who is better and the love for, for the ice cream, dementia-ridden puppet, Joe Biden. Thank you for hosting. I love NPR. Because they whisper into the mic like I do. I mean, that's kind of funny if Joe Biden actually remembered to whisper delivery there, like if he said they whisper into the mic like I do. But no, I mean, he's just reading off the thing. He, I, I mean, he's just happy to be there. He's got his hands on the podium. Joe Biden is happy to be there. But not everyone loves NPR. Elon Musk tweeted that it should be defunded. Well, the best way to make NPR go away is for Elon Musk to buy it. And that's ridiculous on, on so many levels on its face. I watched the Elon Musk 20-minute interview with Bill Maher. I thought it was soft, to be honest, obviously. Although, in Bill Maher's intro for him, Maher acknowledged that Starlink is having a huge impact in the war in Ukraine. And most people, again, still not acknowledging that. They point to the fact that Musk said he wants to turn them off. They're not turned off. They never were turned off. They've always had a backdoor uh, military capability, period. <laughs> and that's more true than you think, anyway. <laughs> this dinner is one of the two great traditions in Washington. The other one is underestimating me and Kamala. Look at that. Look at that smile. Underestimating hit you. You and Kamala Embarrassed don't run anything. You don't run anything. I mean, I feel like some people underestimated how corrupt the system was and how bad the media was and how unable for retribution the average citizen is because they don't have standing to audit elections. They don't have standing to say one person, one vote, voter ID. Get the machines out. No mail-in ballots. No. 
that uh, we, we have the absentee ballot system for a reason. For a reason. And they want that out of there. Well, the truth is, we really have a record to be proud of. Vaccinated the nation, transformed the economy, earned historic legislative victories and midterm results, but the job isn't finished. Let me just stop. Every single one of the things he said has been absolutely de detrimental to this country, this society, and its people. Shot up the population with DARPA-driven bioweapons-grade technology in association with the Department of Defense and Big Pharma. Horrible. Lied about what it would do to people. Lied about what other treatments could have been used actually successfully against the bioweapon that was released on the public transformed the economy into a shell of its former self, where which was already on life support. You can say it was coming back under Trump, still under a fiat system. Yes, much better than we have it now. But yeah, no, decimated the economy. We're not done yet. We're not done yet. Yay. I mean, it is finished for Tucker Carlson. <laughs> and that's also ridiculous. We, we all know that it's far from finished for Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson had more people watch his two-minute video than everybody combined over the past several days in his old time slot over at Fox. Fox's valuation went big time down ski and hutch when they got rid of Carlson. Now, if he doesn't have the golden con, uh, handcuffs on, you'll see him sooner rather than later. But even, you know, I was watching a documentary over the weekend on uh, the space program and, you know, I, I often NASA stuff I watch. And there was actually an interview with somebody from Tucker Carlson today, part of the T Tucker Carlson original series. Uh, but once again, the only people that were really getting Fox Nation were getting it for the Tuckins. And again, you you should be proud in this environment that you were taken off the air in an era rife with censorship, right? For being the number one guy out there and telling the most truth out of anybody, bar none, in the mainstream media, period. What are you wooing about like that? Like you think that's not reasonable? Give me a break. Just give me a break. Look, like I often say, don't compare me to the almighty, compare me to the alternative. We added 12 million jobs. That's just counting the lawyers that defended the president. Had Ron DeSantis, I had a lot of Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSantis jokes ready. He's slipping. He's been up there a while. You know, he's stumbling a little bit. He's He's got a whole bunch, or he had a whole bunch of Ron DeSantis jokes ready. But Mickey Mouse beat the hell out of me and got there first. <laughs> I mean, that passes as a joke. I, again, why are you holding water, the media holding water for Disney? A, a corporation that's not, 
Mickey Mouse and Family Sunshine anymore. It's a, it's a leviathan of all things entertainment. ESPN, that's theirs. ABC, that's theirs. Star Wars, that's theirs. The Simpsons, that's theirs. Marvel, that's theirs. Talk about too much power, in my opinion, especially over the influence of not only the average American, but their influence globally is massive, massive. All right, let's go back. Let's go back to Joey B, a.k.a. Zombie J. Hello. Can't be too rough on the guy. After his reelection as governor, he was asked if he had a mandate. He said, hell no, I'm straight. I'm straight. I'll give you time to think that one through. I mean, that's that's Joe Biden's risque gay joke. That That's it. I mean, it, it kind of hacky. I, I mean, maybe uh, would a Republican get away with, with something like that? Not sure. Maybe, maybe not. You got it? Look, y'all keep reporting my approval ratings is 42%. But what do you, but I, I think you don't know this. Kevin McCarthy called me and asked me, Joe, what the hell's your secret? <laughs> I'm not even kidding about that one. <laughs> the speaker's trying to claim a big win this week. But the last time Republicans voted on something this that hapless, it took 15 tries. That was good. <laughs> Look, it's great the cable news networks are here tonight. MSNBC owned by NBC Universal. Fox News owned by Dominion Voting Systems. And just ridiculous. And I'm not saying that Fox didn't make mistakes on what they were reporting at via Dominion. Dominion went out and sued a lot. They they sued the My Pillow guy. I believe that even Clay Clark is in lawsuits with Dominion. And the idea that you can't question elections and that you can't audit machines is a very dangerous precedent to set. I get there are defamation laws, but without an actual audit of the machines and of the votes themselves, how will you ever know the validity of what was stated? And yeah, there were real grifters afoot in that whole shebango. It's, it's unfortunate, but when you get into those high-level politics, the grifting is real. And I was extremely careful on what I reported via the election of uh, 2020. But I'll say it again and again and again and again. And you're not going to be able to change my opinion because I've traveled the country. I've seen how it works. I've, I've been talking about these voting machines now since 2003 before the 2004 election because they were that important. And it was obvious to me that Trump won in a landslide if we didn't have a fortified election by
by those in media, big business and government, and then bragging about it in big media, in Time Magazine. I'm sure many of the people that fortified that election proudly are in the room. They're fortifiers. Your favorite Fox News reporters are able to attend because they were fully vaccinated and boosted. <laughs> this year, with that $787 million settlement, they're here because they couldn't say no to a free meal. <laughs> and hell, I'd call Fox honest, fair, and truthful. But then I could be sued for defamation. None of them are honest, fair, or truthful. None of them. Not Fox, not CNN, not MSNBC. I mean, again, anybody that would hold water for this guy and say that he runs the country isn't honest, period. Not even close. It ain't nothing compared to what they do to me. <laughs> Look. I hope the Fox News team finds this funny. My goal is to make them laugh as hard as CNN did when they read the settlement. But then again, CNN was like, wow, they actually have $787 million? Whoa. Folks, I go where people are, The Daily Show. They'll go anywhere that will edit things, not ask real questions. And The Daily Show has really been an extension of the Democratic Party, unfortunately, and really the establishment war machine making light of the war on terror and joking about it for so many years since the takeover by Jon Stewart. There was actually a Craig Kilborn version uh, before that that was pretty down the line and wasn't partisan. But it's evolved into people's real news as well, which is extremely bizarre for a parody show. Roy's a great guy. He once dubbed me the Jay-Z of Delaware. Don't let that look in your face, you did. Tonight he asked me to keep it short, even offered me 10 bucks if I'd keep it under 10 minutes. That's a switch, a president being offered hush money. Obviously, a dig at Trump for paying off uh, numerous individuals, including women he had sex with. But the skeletons in Joey B's closet? Come on. Joey B? Mr. Delaware? Mr. Laptop? Come on. Look, I'm going to leave the jokes to the pros. But let me conclude on a genuinely serious note. Roy was born in, Birmingham, born in Birmingham, Alabama. He graduated from a great HBCU, Florida A&M. He started in journalism to follow in the footsteps of his father, Roy Wood Sr., who covered the civil rights movement. During Black History Month this year, I hosted the screening of the movie Till. The story of Emmett Till and his mother is a story of a family's promise and loss and the nation's reckoning with hate, violence, and abuse of power. It's a story that was 
seared into our memory and our conscience, the nation's conscience, when Mrs. Till insisted that an open casket for her murdered and maimed 14-year-old son be the means by which he was transported. She said, let the people see what I've seen. The reason the world saw what she saw was because of another hero in this story, the black press. Let me just ask you something. Shouldn't we have a press that's embedded in Ukraine on the border with Russia reporting on what's happening there so the people can see the tragedy and the death? Hmm? Yeah, shouldn't we see that? Why, why are we making this into a racial issue? I'm not saying that, you know, somebody wrongfully killed and beaten shouldn't be amplified. I'm saying that tragic death is happening by dozens, perhaps hundreds a day, hundreds a day, maybe even thousands a day via that Ukraine, you know, conflict that's not a war that the press isn't embedded in. So many contradictions in this. It's, it's pretty wild. That's a fact. Jet Magazine, the Chicago Defender, and other black radio and newspapers are unflinching and brave in making sure America saw what she saw. And I mean it. I mean, look how aggrandized and bullshit this is. This is the, you know, totally and completely vapid, out-of-touch response to something like that. Wow! You know, somebody else did our jobs for us on one person who got killed. And it was a race issue, so we better get up and clap. And the president that was installed in office is talking about it. And this is our party. Now, meanwhile, we need real reporters on the ground in these conflicts, questioning these conflicts like Tucker Carlson did, having on uh, ex-military such as uh, MacArthur and others describing what's actually happening, reporting on leaks instead of lies. But no, not allowed to have that. We've got Joe Biden and the White House press corps. Ida B. Wells. Ida B. Wells once said, and I quote, the way to right wrongs is to turn the light of truth upon the wrongs. Turn the light of truth upon the wrongs. That's the sacred view in my view. That's the sacred charge of a free press, and I mean that. That's what someone we still miss so much, who you honored posthumously stood for, Gwen Eiffel. Who you honored? Posthumously stood for, not posthumously, and stood for. I mean, it's still pretty obvious the guy can't speak. None of that will be reported by this press. The irony is just over the top here. You know, she was among the very best we talked about at the table. She moderated my first debate for vice president and was a trusted voice for millions of Americans. Gwen understood the louder the noise, the more it's on all of us to cut through the noise 
to the truth. The truth matters. As I said last year at this dinner, a poison is running through our democracy and parts of the extreme press. Parts of the, oh, the extreme press. There's a poison with the extreme press. Oh, hmm. The extreme press that's not there, Joe, the poison. Truth buried by lies and lies living on as truth. I mean, that's the whole room. <laughs> that encompasses this administration and the media surrounding it. That, that's the dark cartoon reality we live under, what he's describing now. But it's the inverse of everything. Lies told for profit and power. Lies of conspiracy and malice repeated over and over again. Designed to generate a cycle of anger, hate, and even violence. Oh, now we got the violence. Probably those violent white supremacists that hate Satanism. <laughs> the cycle that emboldens history to be buried, books to be banned, children and families to be attacked by the state, and the rule of law and our rights and freedoms to be stripped away. I mean, again, we're in the inverse. Look at that face. Everything he's describing is being done in real time, by the way, under his administration with the help of the media there. We're elected representatives of the people are expelled from state houses for standing for the people. I made clear that we know in our bones, and you know it too, our democracy remains at risk. But I've also made it clear, as I've seen throughout my life, it's within our power, each and every one of us, to preserve our democracy. We can, we must, we will. I'd like to make a toast if I had a glass. <laughs> My grandfather Ambrose Finnegan said, if you ever make a toast without looking, you got a hold in your left hand. <laughs> Y'all think I'm kidding, I'm not. Y'all think I'm kidding, I'm not. I'm for real, Jack. Oh boy. I mean, he, he's, got, he's got the Skeletor look tonight. Look at that thing. Look at that face. Start to finish. My God. They, they didn't Botox him up enough. Not even close. I'm probably the only Irish you've ever met who's never had a drink in his life. Anyway, <laughs> I'd like to make a toast, seriously. At this inflection point in history, let us commit there will be a nation that will embrace light over darkness truth over lies, and finally, 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 restore the soul of the nation. Oh, he's always going to restore the soul of the nation. In order to do he said just prior to that, you've got to expose Joe Biden. You've got to expose that this is a guy. Talk about Noam Chomsky not talking about 9-11. This is a guy that actually met with one of the money men, met with one of the money men, behind 9-11. It sounds too too nuts to be true, too crazy to be real. But 
I think that like maybe that's how we close out the show. We show you that Joe Biden um, is another one of these guys that knew more about 9-11 than, you know, obviously was told. And that he, you know, basically he smiled and joked about it then. We talked about uh, J. Michael Springman. Let's see if we can find Mr. Biden. Mr. Biden. Is the Pakistani thing after the Israeli? Yes, here he is right here. There's Graham. Okay. Here he is. Here's Joe. And a basis to act upon that information. Senator Joe Biden, who had also met with the head of the Pakistani ISI, would have harsh words on the Senate floor. And the word should go out to those who pretend that they wish to be our friends, that they're going to have to make some very difficult choices. Pakistan in particular is going to have to make a very difficult choice very soon. Words will not be sufficient. Actions will be demanded. When Biden was confronted, he confirmed his meeting with Ahmed, saying Pakistani intelligence was indeed funding the Taliban. Sir, sir, in the days in the days following 9-11, you met with the head of Pakistani ISI, General Mohad Ahmed. It has since come to light that he ordered Saeed Sheikh to wire $100,000 to Muhammad Atta. Why was he allowed to go back to Pakistan, and why was he questioned, and why were you meeting with him? I met with him to deliver a message that if he didn't, if he didn't stop supporting the Taliban, we would take him out. Why did we let him go? We let him fly freely. We never investigated him. We never even looked into him. Look, there's thing called diplomatic passports. We did not arrest Khrushchev when he came. But he financed, but he financed the hijackers. Nobody knew. Get a life. Notice how the press is like, oh, what is this? I have no clue. That's an extension, again, of what you just saw in that room. A bunch of, a bunch of clueless morons. The hijackers and you well, let him go and he's free. He hijacked the hijackers. No we find it. He hijacked. It's wired. Say, it's say, it's reported. He would later state that the information was indeed classified. How did you know the, the, the ISI was uh, helping the Taliban, sir? How did you know they're helping them out? Is it is classified? Pakistan was set up as the silent funding arm of hijackers. They were used as a launching base for the occupation of Afghanistan. Once again, check out the whole movie. All the movies are free. I hope that you guys have enjoyed this now maiden voyage of the new 12-hour block over at Red Voice Media. Remember, redvoicemedia.com slash uncensored, redvoicemedia.com slash Jason. To go premium, please sign up. $1 for the first week, $5, five big ones, not five, I'm sorry, 10 big ones a month, or save 20. Do it, lock it in, tell them Jason Burma sent you. It's $100 for the year. And remember, now you get the second hour free, but you're also going to get two exclusive interviews under premium uh, first. So I love you guys. We got to run. We'll see you on the flip side. Thank you so much.